something outside. What is that? Black one. 
we were just in a spot. It was in the same county, only maybe, I don't know, two, three miles, if that, as the crow flies from where we were. So it's, you know, probably the same creatures. And Jeff Byers uh, of Creature Replica went down one side of the trail. He's the first rock clacker, the gentle rock clacker. And uh, I went up the other side, and I was the more aggressive Metallica rock clacker. Of course, then they threw the rock at me. That's what happened. Okay, so you can hear it, the actual sound of it coming through the trees. And did it land by you? It landed about a foot from me, like a real, I mean, I, I couldn't hear it coming through the trees. I just heard this, like, thump, and I felt it hit, you know, right, almost right next to my foot. And I could hear it sort of tumbling because it sort of flipped over. I'm one of them ones going, oh, you know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I bet that was quite a surprise. Yeah, I took off for cover. I walked. I headed toward my Jeep at a quick pace after that happened. Now, have you ever had that happen to you before? Well, yeah. Um, you know, the very first time that ever happened to me is when uh, Mike Felder and Mark Mills uh, took me to uh, a place over about 10 miles from where we live right now. And that was my first ever night hike. You know, I, by then, I was still on the fence, but I had a camera, you know. I had it on night shot. I was somewhat ready, I thought. We probably hiked a couple miles back on this horse trail. Mid-October, misty rain, 40 degrees, pretty miserable night. Those guys did knocks, and they did howls, and I was just sort of, I was like this along for the ride, basically. Nothing happened, and, you know, we stayed there an hour or so, and they said, hey, let's pack it up. Nothing's happened, and we started heading out. And 10 minutes into that walk is where my life really changed because the first rock ever came through the trees with force. I mean, you can't see it because it's pitch black. We don't have any lights on. And this thing is uh, snapping branches as it's in flight. That's how you know it's coming. And it hits a tree just a few feet from me with a lot of force, bounces off, hits the ground. I hear this thing tumbling end over end. And I'm like, you know, I'm in the back of the line. And, you know, if you ever watch any horror movies, you know what happens to the guy in the back of the line. And I'm like freaked out, nervous, and uh, on edge. Because we still got 40-some minutes to walk out of there. And you don't want to walk and run, you know, because then you look like prey. So we're like ambling through there. And I don't know how many minutes later it was. The next rock came from the next from the other, that first rock came from the right. This next one came from the left, and the same thing. It's snapping branches in flight. Everyone, you can see everybody duck. It sails over this time, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm not getting out of here alive. I'm never going to see my kid again. And I literally said the Lord's prayer under my breath for the rest of the time we hiked out of there. And we, when we got off of that trail back onto where the pavement was, I knelt down and kissed the ground. I'm not kidding because I I was shook. I was literally shook, and I, you know, I'm not even gonna repeat what I said because you know language. But um, I'm like mm, this, and uh, this is too much, too too intense, too much excitement, and I like retired, but I had all winter to think about it, and it was gnawing at me, and I thought, nope, there is something there, and you know, a deer can't throw rocks, neither can a bear. One of my bosses at work said, oh, that was teenagers messing with you. I'm like, 
to throw a rock that big, they'd have been close enough, even at night, you would have seen something. I mean, this rock, I'm going to guess the first one, bigger than a softball, but not as big as a bowling ball, so in between there. I did retire, but, uh, you know, thank goodness, and uh, we continued on. Definitely. Uh, I'm glad you guys didn't retire. But that was the mainly the one that you've been able to catch on audio where you can actually hear the rock coming. Yes. Is that okay. All right. Um well let me let me back up just a little bit because I was wondering about this. How how was it that you uh ended up being on the show Terror in the Woods? Can you tell us about that? Well, after that night we have happened in Adams County, that's exactly where that was at. Uh, one thing led to our library lectures, and then it led for us, like we spoke at the Mothman um, Festival, and then word got mouthed about our, you know, because when we do our library lectures, we tell exactly what happened, the story, in our audio. And we knew exactly what happened because I seen a glimpse of the creature, and then it just went from there, and it got to the his name was uh, Michael over in Europe, and uh, it went from there. And I'll let Mike tell the rest of the story. And we ended up we actually ended up in Philadelphia, and our friend Annie Tarpley, who is she's a ghost hunter, and they wanted to do a show, you know, Terror in the Woods with like ghosts, mm-hmm. Bigfoot related, and and they knew that uh you know that our story would probably fit so. Off to the races we went, and we ended up in Philadelphia to film this thing. I mean, you guys caught a lot of crazy audio. I was pretty shocked when I heard all that. Well, let me ask you this. Have you guys been back to that exact spot by the graveyard since you got all this audio? Yes. 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 Okay. And it's still pretty active? Uh, off and on. Okay. But that was like the craziest thing that happened to you guys was at that yes we've tried to duplicate that of course that's never happened not not like that like mike would say that's like the super bowl and world series one night uh there's a shelter area that we found that we actually have a number that these people actually don't want us there so we we really believe mike actually has a letter in his house that that states that if we record anything you know, we need to tell these people, but we think they know they know something. So that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty obvious, when we, especially when he has a letter like that. Wow. Okay. We had a sign affidavit. We're not allowed to tell where it's at, latitude, longitude, cross streets, nearest street, nothing like that. So it's one of those deals. Yeah, I I can imagine why you you can't. You know. <laughs> Um, you don't want everybody and their uncle out there running around the woods with the guns trying to chase these things down, first of all. So let me ask Gunner, what what is the next clip that you have that uh, you're going to play? We've got some uh, more rock clock with some odd vocals, which is about, it's going to be about 42 seconds long.
There you go. Uh, uh, Mike, why don't you tell us about what was going on during that particular recording? That is, uh, that night was probably six hours long and it got condensed into about a three-minute recording. The rock clacking happened toward the end of that night, that evening. Well, that part's toward the beginning. And Mike had did a howl. We were down in like in a valley. And we had a pretty big ridge to our right. And Mike did a, Mike Fellner did a howl. We got this reply. And it is so spooky hearing it like that where it's been cleaned up. And because it wasn't like, to me, it wasn't a howl or a scream. And I don't think this thing was on the same side we were on the ridge. I think it was on the other side because it sort of got like a beyond the grave feel to it. But to me, it's like it just sort of clinched its teeth and went, and it, and it just carried. And that that's probably a quarter of a mile away, maybe less. I'm just guessing here because, you know, it's pitch black. But um, that was picked up with a non-amplified parabolic microphone got hooked up with from uh, Biotronic. And, you know, it's non-amplified and picked that up. Oh. So was that at the, the graveyard? No, that's from that's the rock. The, the title of the track was "Clack Clack Clack Rockstone Back." That's I know Gunner had split it up into like three parts. Okay. And that's that's one of the parts from that still. Okay, from the rock throwing night. Yes, from the rock okay, throwing night. Okay, I gotcha. Night. Yeah, I found that one very interesting. Now let me ask David. David, what was it that stood out to you on that particular? Area when you when you ran it through your um, your software. First of all, I uh, need to uh, establish a fact that I find the audio visually. In other words, when I look at an audio clip, I'm not listening to it; I'm looking at it. And so there's a difference in the ability to find things. So what I was able to see that struck me as odd in this particular vocal was the signature was very broad on the main fundamental. It, uh, the resonance was starting at 485 and ended up at 580 hertz, and that's about 105 hertz spread across the spectrum. So that's a, um, a really deep resonating call that is uh, not the signature of a coyote. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you, David, I had mentioned that you were with the Olympic Project, and you. how long have you been with the Olympic Project? Uh, since 2010. And, have, and you've been doing the audio analysis for them for about eight years, is that correct? Yeah, well, since 2010. Yeah, I guess that would be about eight years. Right. <laughs> And I'll tell you, we appreciate everything that you do. And I, uh, could you maybe tell the listeners a little bit about what the program is that you use? Sure. You know, maybe a little bit of details of what it does or doesn't do. Sure. In 2010, uh, about the time I joined the Olympic Project, I was uh, conversing with somebody that people in the Bigfoot world may know. He goes by the handle Monongahela. And he asked me if I had been uh, analyzing the sounds visually. And I thought, what are you talking about, analyzing it visually? And he said, you need to get into spectrographic analysis. And so he turned me on to a freeware program called Sonic Visualizer. 
and it has the ability to look at sounds in a spectrogram, which gives a whole different view of sounds. So you can tell exactly where uh, sounds are resonating by this particular analysis program, and once you know where the sound resonates, you can. it's kind of like a, a voice print. So when you start seeing those sounds over and over again, then you can categorize them in a specific way. So it is really great for analyzing situations like this where you do have coyotes and you do have dogs in the background that you, can a- you are able to look at it and separate out who's who. Michael yeah. Felder here. Uh, we met Cliff a few a few years ago, Cliff Erickman, and he he listened to some of our stuff and he said, "Hey, you need to get a hold of David Ellis." And through the oh. grapevines and all that, it was trying hard to get through. So we are actually pleased. We know what happened to us the, the night of October 11th, but we're we're thankful that you're on here. So I just want to say thank you. <laughs> you bet. There's nothing better than corroboration. Exactly. So. Let's uh, let's listen to the next piece of audio we got here, which is we refer to it as graveyard from hell, and this is about thirty seconds. Despite the circumstances, yeah, we were in that graveyard for a while, probably you know maybe 45, 50 minutes, and nothing was going on. But then something approached because we heard some weird whistling, we heard movement, and then you know really nothing was going on. You know, Mike did some stuff. I don't know. Then all just all of a sudden out of blue, that that howl just charged out, and we're just like standing there side by side, pretty much, you know, jaws dropping, and it just kept going on. And, you know, you hear the coyotes join in. You know, later on you'll hear, like, that one coyote sounds like it's getting strangled. I don't know. But we're then you hear us, of course, talking too much. But we were just literally just blown away because it's just like it was, I don't know, it's, it's just like it was, it just happened. I mean, it just burst forth upon us. I mean, it was crazy. I don't know what else to say. It was just, it was wild. Yeah, and, David, do you have uh, some input on that particular clip. So uh, I do have comments. There's four suspicious vocalizations, one descending and three ascending. Descending vocal is short and ranges from 635 hertz to 570 hertz. In other words, it starts high, goes low. And then the ascending vocals are longer and range from 465 to 710. So in other words, it starts low and goes high. So I'm pretty sure that we've got two different subjects here because their voice print is slightly different from each other and their methodology is different. So to me, these vocals are go into the highly suspicious category. And again, the signatures are very strong, much stronger than a coyote. 
so I'm almost certain that we're dealing with something other than a coyote. You know, one could proper maybe a dog, but I haven't really seen dogs vocalize like that either. Yeah. There's no dog. No, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, when we was there, like, you know, we didn't mention my son was there with the windows rolled up in the Kia, and he jumped right up. And in some of that vocals, you could hear like a whoop, like at the end, but you hear that go nuts. And, uh, you know, I've been doing this since 1999, and, and I never had nothing like this. And I've hunted before, but you could hear the coyotes, like Mike said. It, it we You know, when we played that with Cliff, he says, you know, like, like they feed off each other. It was like it was like it was getting murdered. That's what it sounded like to us. And we was just like, uh, you know, I'm getting goosebumps sitting in my living room just hearing that and talking to you guys because – We'll never forget it. I'll never forget that night. So thanks for clearing that, David, because, you know, yeah. I mean, I knew that wasn't not all coyotes. You can hear something else. And they are there, but not that signature. Yeah, Mr. Ellis, I, I would like to say on behalf of both of us, thank you so much for analyzing this audio and being here tonight. You know, and thank, nope. thank you, Julie. Thank you, Gunner, for everything. Oh. And we were just thrilled beyond uh, – it's just it's an honor and, and we really thank you so much. I'm not gonna name the person's name, but we've had a certain person that said all we've ever recorded was coyotes and dogs. You know, thank you for saying otherwise. <laughs> if I could if I could jump in here and just clarify that for you, don't have to take that kind of a response from anybody anymore because you have the uh ability to have somebody analyze it visually and if they would like to send me a video of a coyote that makes that particular sound visually, I'll be able to analyze it and look at it and compare it. And I'm pretty sure I won't be getting a match, but that's just the way it works. So when anybody is skeptical anymore, you you can thank them for their opinion, but that's all it is. We're in a realm now where you have to back it up with facts. And we can specifically do that by analyzing visually. Yeah, because I don't know if you heard, David, like our whole story, but, you know, I don't know if we have time for that. But, you know, we, we literally got ran out of these, these areas. And, of course, our batteries went dead at the end part. But, you know, it, it went on for a long night. And we'll never forget it. We'll never forget it. No, not not that kind of experience you want. That's why we're going to we're, that's why we're going to Washington Labor Day weekend and speaking at the IBC and we're we're thrilled for that. But uh, I'll let you guys go on. And I'll tell you that you guys take this stuff with you there and maybe get the um, the spectrographs printed out and you know large enough where people can see it in the audience. I think you'd have a heck of a show. Did you guys get the spectrograms with each file I created, Mike Michael? Yes. Oh yes. Okay. Because I have those annotated for you as well. So, yeah, those, those would be great for your presentation where you can show what I found. We, we got another piece of, of graveyard audio. that Let's go ahead and play that for you.
So, Michael, what? That was from the graveyard, still, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. And that. Now, was your son in the car during that particular recording? Yeah, and he and he got up and he got right out. I mean, he was asleep. My son sleeps like like you wouldn't believe, and he was out. I mean, when you watch Terror in the Woods, you see that when right. he gets up and yeah, yes, yeah. That's why that woke him up. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah, that woke him straight I, up. Yeah, I bet it did. Okay, so let me ask David if if he could comment a little bit about what he saw when he reviewed that section. There is coyotes there, yes, but there's also obviously something else. But there was a voice that I picked up at the end of the recording that even I couldn't hear it over this, over my cell phone here. So I know that most people out in the audience missed it, but I saw it visually and I've enhanced it. And maybe we'll get to that a little bit later, but uh, there is definitely a voice in there, and it is not is not either of you two. It is a voice that I'm familiar with, and some other audio that's been sent to me. So, what I'm intimating is that it's probably a suspicious character. So, I'm hoping that that clip gets played a little bit later. Okay. Wow. Wow. Yeah. You know, we talked a lot in there, and I, all I could ever hear, I mean, of course, you got awesome equipment, and you can do all that. But just for my ear listening, how we recorded it, I mean, I heard well, us talk, ask, and I heard the thing howling, and then I heard the coyotes. This is let great. Me ask, let me ask Gunner. Gunner, do you have a clip that's called Graveyard from Hell Unknown Voice Short 5X Loop? Yes, we do. Is Let's there go. a chance you could play that? Let's do that. Okay, that voice was uh, sandwiched between people talking and some other scratch things on the recording, but I saw it, and I was able to eliminate some of the people talking and reduce some of the noise and was able to glean that out. But I'm pretty sure you guys didn't even know that was there. No, not at all. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, was that the one you sent just the other day, David? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. You know, we have other recordings and how that, that what you just played there, we got that, ah, toward the end of it, to, to me, yeah. we've picked that up on other recordings, and I think it's, we're getting the same unknown creature. I think we've yeah. got him more, him or her, I think we've got them more than once. Okay. If uh, if you want to send me those particular files that you think you, that may be a match, I may be able to match it up for you. Oh, hell yeah. Well, how about playing that one again, then? But, Dave, you're saying is is that was actually kind of hidden in the recording. Yes. There's uh, voices is... that are over it and a, and a fabric mm-hmm. scratch, like somebody had moved the microphone and uh, created a little noise. Through the software that I have, I'm able to uh, eliminate that fabric scratch and enhance the um, the actual sound that we want to hear. So that's one of the, the cool things about what you do with audio is that people, you know, you sit down and, and audio is really one kind of evidence. You, we can get quite a bit of it, but it also is takes a lot of 
analyzing and going through it with a trained eye to actually look at it because listening to it is very subjective. Of course, the context of what these guys were experiencing is another part of that. Yes. But then to take back the, the audio evidence and, and look at it visually, you're able to pull out these different aspects of it. Since we weren't there and didn't see a Bigfoot do it, we, we can attribute it to the interesting file. I really appreciate you uh, analyzing this for these, these gentlemen because it's, mm-hmm. it's very interesting audio. Yeah, we can all learn a lot from this part. All right, so what do we uh, – is that all of the graveyard ones? There's one where uh, one of the mics or Michael uh, says, that's a Bigfoot. <laughs> well, let's play that one next then. I could see 
there was a voice signature to these clicks and pops, and there was grunts and puffs in this. It was like I had an epiphany that, wait a minute, these are organically. This is being done with tongue and mouth and grunts and all sorts of stuff going on here. But it's not knocking. Well, Mike and Michael also picked that up, and I've also have it um, sent to me by other witnesses from around the country that didn't even know it was mixed in with their audio. So this is just something that I've come across, that there seems to be some sort of communication going on that's either using a tongue click, a mouth pop, and grunts, all mixed into a, a staccato that sounds like it's communicating using a voice type pattern. So what we just heard was about a seven second clip of what I recorded followed by about a seven second clip of what Mike and Michael recorded. I don't know if that makes sense now that you probably forgot what we just heard. Yeah, I mean, we can play it again. So what you're saying, the recording that we heard, everything on there is from Mike's audio clip? No. What we're hearing is the first part is what I recorded, and then there's a, about a seven-second clip of what Mike and Michael recorded. So they're back-to-back, okay. back. First, first mine and then theirs, so that you okay, can Okay, so it's a comparison of what you found yeah. versus what they had captured. Correct. Okay, so, yeah, let's go ahead and play that again, then, since we have the, the back story. sounds is actually a part of whatever the subject is is making those sounds yeah that's my subjective opinion because I, I can't conceive of being able to make those sounds by pounding on things wow you know if I recall very large primates make those type of sounds don't they yes and some barking type sounds as well mm-hmm. okay but my specific file starts off with a definite huff. I don't know if you caught that. Mm-hmm. There's a huge exhale, and then it goes into this staccato clicking either by tongue or mouth or maybe a combination of both. But I do know that there are human languages that, that incorporate that within their language. I think it is a, a stealthy form of communication when something is within close proximity. Wow, that's oh, amazing. I need to also add that my particular recording, there was a about two minutes earlier, I was with a group of two other people recording this, and somebody saw one uh, go between two trees. So there was the Class A sighting with my particular recording. Okay, well, that's good to know. That kind of validates see a subject, then it, it definitely adds credence to what what you found. Yeah, and it's uh, 
throughout the country. I've had numerous vocalizations like this. So this is just adds more fuel to the fire, what Mike and Michael recorded. Wow. Cool. Awesome <laughs> stuff, guys. We've got a group of clips here called with the bridge, titled Bridge. Yep, bridge vocals. Let's hit those. Bridge vocals, okay. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about what was that from the uh, same night as the graveyard or? Yes. Yes. Correct. Okay. And was that close to the cemetery still or? Yes. Yes. Just a little down. Yes. Now, when you heard that, did you think, you know, to yourself, that doesn't sound like a coyote? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I can. Um, David, could you add some uh, insight into what you found when you looked at that? Yeah, um, I believe we're looking at two individuals, and you probably can't pick this up unless you look at it, but the first vocalizer is what I call a descending vocal. It starts off at 645 hertz and gradually descends to 550 hertz. And the second individual is uh, doing what I call an undulating up-down vocalization. It starts out at 505 hertz, goes up to 615 hertz, and then back down to 505 hertz. So I think that we have two communicating back and forth. Just wow. so that people know, these, uh, these are looped. So Because I find that it's a little easier to let your mind grasp these. They hear the same sound over and over a couple of times. So this particular uh, vocalization set or pair was uh, looped three times. Cool. That This is where we think that, you know, they was following us out one other area and that, you know, that's the bridge. Right. Um, they're vocalizing in two different hertz. So that's another kind of clue that the voice prints are different. Uh, you, you probably had two individuals communicating and ushering you out at the same time. Wow. <laughs> so that was actually that was that was the stop we made before we went we went into the graveyard, and then the yak crank it set is the place we stopped after the graveyard. Okay, gotcha. Okay, so what you're saying is there's two different subjects, kind of maybe going back and forth. I think so. On this clip. Uh, you know, again, it's my opinion, but it's based upon what I'm seeing. Okay. All right. So now that we know that, let's let's play that one more time, if you don't mind, Gunner. play the Yak Crank of Vocal and Wahoo 3X Loop, that would be great.
at the graveyard after things had died down. And then um, we stopped at this other bridge. There, we had like a three-minute coyote serenade. If you hear the whole track, it was like three minutes of coyotes, and it went quiet. And then this thing just howls out of the blue. The second howls a lot longer, and it changes pitch. It's an ah type thing to it. If that is if that howl is ending, you can hear a coyote join in in the background, very high pitched. And then after the howl ends, there's the coyote, but then this thing starts like mimicking the coyote, and you hear it going whoa, whoa, and and while it's doing the whoops, you hear the coyote behind it still going off. And that's our, I think that's our best one, one of them, because we're not talking, and all you hear is them. Okay. And when you heard that, you could tell that there was something besides coyotes going oh on. Oh, my God, yeah, that was so loud. It was about 2.30 in the morning. I will never forget that. Do you have the Baboon uh, Park and Unknown Clips from around the U.S.? Okay, um, what those clips or what that clip uh, represents is what I'm calling the Wahoo Baboon Bark. And I discovered that quite by accident. I was looking for information on Daniel Boone, who supposedly shot and killed a Yahoo. It's one of those wild stories way back when. So I was doing an Internet search and up popped a video called Wahoo Baboon Bark. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting because I thought maybe the term Yahoo was related to, you know, vocalization, and that's why they were called Yahoos. So I listened to the the video, and I I had kind of an epiphany, and I said, I've heard that call here in North America. And I started going through files and picking it out, and I got it sent. I get audio from people all over the United States, and I was able to glean it from tracks that come from Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Missouri, and three or four different places here in the Pacific Northwest, and now Ohio, because I believe that, that you guys uh, did pick that up on the, the Yak Crankit vocalizations at the very end where you're talking about whoops. There's sandwich between the whoops is this uh, wahoo. So it's there. I saw it visually. So that's pretty astounding. So you you guys have picked up on some things that I'm following that you had no idea that were probably related to Bigfoot. 
yeah, that's I will never forget that moment. It was probably two thirty three in the morning. And when that thing caught loose, I mean it was probably within I'm gonna say less than fifty yards. So it got our attention. I mean it was like you know I don't I didn't have to change my pants after that happened, but close. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I would think so. Did let me ask you, did any of those vocals feel like they hit you in the chest? I hear that a lot. Yep. Oh yeah. Yes. Especially wow. the one after after all that happened and we didn't get recorded, but yes, that 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 hit you totally in the chest. What he thought that was recorded. Wow. David, did you have anything you wanted to add about those? Just that the that yeah, crank it vocals were probably uh, sealed the deal because those were longer vocalizations with the same um, resonance and hertz in the sweet spot between 650 and 750 hertz. So thank you very much, guys, for sharing that with me, and I'm very excited that I was able to help. Oh, we're the, we're the ones that are, that's thankful, David. I mean. Um... Because um, you're like a definitive uh, voice of reason in this world and in this topic and with your equipment. And, you know, to me, this is like, you know, Antiques Roadshow. You take something in, they say, yeah, it's worth half a million dollars. I mean, this is that moment for me. You know, you saying that, you know, our audio is legitimate. It's an Antiques. I'm having my Antiques Roadshow moment right now. That is awesome. And, David, I don't know if you ever heard our whole story because we can finish it with that, but... Yep, you know, please. our batteries, our batteries totally went dead. You know, we're out there for hours, and we're, we we leave, and we're driving on out, and we do this pull off where we we're, we're going up this hill. We're, we're you know, it's one way in, one way out to the cemetery, so we're on our way out. So none of our recorders are, are you know are working, but. I get out, you know. There's Mike, and uh, he will he will chime in because we 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 speak at libraries and tell this. I get out, and you can see the ridge and this hill. And I was going to do my vocalization like I do. And before I did this, this this thing on this hill kind of mimicked me, and in in not my voice, but like my scream. And when it did that, yeah. I seen this shoulder and head move right by a tree just real quick. Oh my. Oh my. Mike can tell you this. I was shaking where I was almost ready to pass out. I, I could not even get to my, uh, you know, my SUV. I was scared to death. And then oh, we, you know, we, we get out of there and we go down the road and there's more to this. And I will hand this over to Mike because wait until you hear what happens next. David, what, like when you analyze the uh, crank it vocals, what did you, what, did anything like really stand out as far as where it went up in the, I'm curious where it went up in the range just because, I mean, it, those were very close to us and it, and it felt like they were right on us pretty much. I just wanted to know what you've seen when you look at those. Well, uh, it, it's similar to what I've seen in other suspicious vocalizations that uh, have the hallmarks that are in the right resonance range, which is that, like I said, the 650 to 750 range is kind of the sweet spot. Anything above 800 starts getting into, and I'm talking in hertz, 800 hertz, anything above that is more in the realm of coyote. Coyote go between 800 and 15 to 1800 hertz with their their vocalizations. That's their particular realm. When we get vocalizations that are below that hertz, 
which this is, then it becomes suspicious. I, I shy away from saying anything definitively because Sasquatches have yet to be discovered, but right. it sure is in the highly, highly suspicious category, matching other highly, highly suspicious <laughs> vocals. So you guys nailed it. Hey, Mike, he, we're telling that story where, you know, I just told about when that thing mimicked me and we go down because he's never heard this. So tell him how close this thing was close to you and what it did. Yeah, if you want to hear that, just, um, you know, we, both our batteries, our recorders, the batteries died. But Yes, I heard the, that. The last, time, the last time we stopped, Jordan got out and did a vocalization and they answered. There was one on each side of the road. And it sounded like the yeah, crank it ones, but it was one on each side, which really alarmed me because I'm like, they were even closer and they were like, we were being surrounded. And I, I heard the sound of uh, like air escaping. And I thought Mike had driven over something. And I walked oh. over by his vehicle and uh, nothing, there was not, no air leaking out of any of his tires. And I realized that was coming from the wood line. So I stuck my head in there. And I didn't see anything, but there was something within probably 25 feet of me. And what that sound was, there was something in there massive that was drawing air into its lungs. That's what I was hearing. Uh, but, you know, uh, I'm wow. weak in comparison. And um, it let out a uh, a roar howl that I will never forget. To me, it was a final warning. And it that basically chased us, you know, the heck out of there. Been in the same situation, same scenario, same thing. I had just put my recorder away. My wife and I had been in an area, and they typically had either wood knocked or a little whoop. It seems when we leave leave the specific area, but this time something let out uh, a scream, just like what you guys have recorded. And we, my wife and I, were within thirty feet of it when it went off so yeah this was like at a rock concert it was like uh the drums or bass hit me in the chest it was like it was very low very guttural and it was different from the others and that's why to me i took it as like a final warning like you know get the app out of here or else and that's basically what i said in a very high-pitched voice we're getting that out of here now <laughs> and uh yeah that that was a night like Mike said earlier, it was like Game 7 of the World Series, Super Bowl, same night. I think we ran into a clan of them, and no one had ever went in there before and disturbed them. And I think we uh, got on their nerves that night, and uh, they went off. And they followed us out and pretty much ran us out there at the end. And they, uh, you know, that that was October 11, 2014, and, you know, I will never forget that night. I'll take a polygraph, whatever it takes. But uh, you know, I, I know what I, I, you know. We know what we heard, and we know what we felt. And thank you so much for, uh, you know, once again, you know, analyzing all that because you know, your, your word means more than ours. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Um, you guys recorded some of the the craziest stuff I've ever heard, especially the part where it sounded like something was killing. A coyote on your original clip, when that coyote was just blood curdling. And, and Julian Gunner, thank you for you know everything you've done and, and sending this stuff to David and, be, and getting involved. And 
you know, you, we can't do without each other. And, uh, you know, some people out there are like holding all this, like, you know, like they're holding cards, like they're playing poker. And, you know, we're, we're not going to learn anything to find out any truthful answers unless we do work together, you know. Right. Well, I always say collaboration, not competition. And David is yep. a, a, a gem in the Bigfoot world. Is a, he's always really generous with his time and his talents in, in regards to audio analysis, for sure. Thank you, Gunnar. Thank you, Dave. Is there anything uh, anybody else would like to add before we yes. close the show? Um, you, you guys uh, were clacking rocks. Have you noticed any difference between when you clack rocks and when you do wood knocks yes. uh, in, in, in response to, to what you're doing? They don't like the rock clacking. That seems to be aggressive, and they don't like it. That's that's good to hear because that's kind of the where I have ended up as well. And then I, I got to thinking about it. Why? Why would rock clacking be, you know, any any different than wood knocking? But if you think about it, those are projectiles. Well, guess what they do with projectiles? They throw projectiles. So you're announcing you have two rock when you clack them together. So I, I think oh. it's a, a, a very aggressive move to be rock clacking. And I think you should be jurisprudent when you do that. In other words, you need to have an escape plan if you're going to be clacking rocks. Yeah. Well, I've heard that one other time. Uh, Mark Mills, who has land over by there, uh, they would clack rocks. Like we were pick, packing up. We had camped there over the weekend. And as we were packing up to leave, this thing was behind his his uh his cat and probably, I don't know, not even a hundred yards. And it was clacking, you know, very slow sort of pace, but it was clacking. And he said, they do that every freaking time we pack up to leave. And he says, one down below the hill here will answer. It's like, they're letting each other know that we're, you know, right. leaving. or maybe they were just saying, you better get out of here before we start throwing rocks. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, all I, all I know is that I've had more aggressive responses when, clacking rocks than wood, when doing wood knocks. Yes. I believe that. Uh, before you go out there and start banging rocks together, make sure <laughs> you know your way out of the woods. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just good to know. Just a word of, Take a note. Just a small word of advice. All right, well, I'll tell you what, it's been very interesting. I'm really glad that everybody was able to join us. And uh, speaking of that, I really do appreciate you, Julie, uh, the work that you did to make us, um, or to make this connection. This was uh, uh, pretty much your doing. I, I really do thank you. Oh, definitely. You're welcome. And um, I was just very excited to be able to, you know, have everybody do this because I think it's important, especially for Mike and Michael, who spend all their time out there on the on the ground doing the footwork, uh, to you be bet. vindicated for you know some of the naysayers, if you will, that well, may give you a little bit get, of a hard time about what is and isn't in your recording. So um, you guys keep up the good work, and you, you're really adding a lot to the research and investigation out there and you know props to you thank you 
Thanks. And th- yeah, th- thanks again, David. And, you know, you're really helping us out. We really appreciate it. And I, I saw that you're coming to Ohio to Creature Weekend. We're actually speaking at a library, but we may stop in a Creature Weekend and then uh, meet you because me and Mike would definitely like to meet you. I, I, I would love to do that, and uh, I may see you at the International Bigfoot Conference as well. Cool. Awesome. Well, awesome. Your beer, come on down. Okay. We'll let Russ pay for it. How's that? Uh, you listening, Russ? <laughs> Well, I hope so. All right, guys. Well, uh, I really had a good time with this one. We need to do more roundtables like this, I think, and maybe in the the future David could come back and um, we have some more audio sometime. That, yeah, if, uh, if yeah. I could just plug, plug myself here, if anybody in your listening audience has uh, some vocalizations that they'd like to have analyzed, please forward them to Julie or Gunner or Shane. And they know how to get in touch with me, and I'll mm-hmm. be more than happy to to put that all together for you. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll get some more to you too, David. All right. Looking forward. Yeah, Dave, to we'll get more to you, and uh, we'll be you know we'll be tromping the woods uh, real heavy this year. So we'll uh, hopefully hopefully we'll record some more stuff. Oh, I'm sure you will. <laughs> you know where they are. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight, and. We want to make sure you know to join us again next Sunday for another interesting Monster X radio show. And we want you all to have a very good week, and we appreciate all of your support. Thank you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.